Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Well, Allison Shattuck, breaking news. Breaking news? Breaking news. Breaking news. We're all waiting. Here we go. Are you ready for the breaking news? I'm ready. The Department of Justice appeals the ruling by a federal judge that struck down the mask mandate for mass transportation. The uh, CDC has ordered it so to be done. And so the DOJ is <clears throat> going to appeal it. This is Saki today answering a question about this. Uh, a couple of questions on masking. The president said yesterday that people should decide for themselves whether to wear masks on airplanes. And wondering whether his comment was uh, intended to signal a shift in thinking in the administration away from mandates toward more personal responsibility. Well, the question, uh, the president was answering the question quite literally, which means right now, as you know, we are not implementing the mask mandate because of the court order, which we disagree with. While he is still abiding by CDC guidance, and we recommend Americans do that across the country, they're still recommending people wear masks on airplanes, on Air Force One, which of course is a federal, not a private plane. We all wore masks on the plane when we traveled to New Hampshire yesterday. But we are not, people are not legally bound to wear masks. Uh, so it is uh, a point uh, in time where where it is up to people. Uh, it is their choice uh, uh, in that regard. So, of course, they're going to attempt to take that choice away. <clears throat> so I, I have a question for you. Yes. <clears throat> First of all, it's fantastic that the White House extracted themselves from from this maneuver completely by ceding over, uh, you know, complete uh, authority to the CDC. Into, uh. You want what? Can you go somewhere else, please? Okay, when we're done, do you want this while we're doing this? I can't. Okay. I can't. I can't. Okay. okay. I, I His think... foot hurts, and he wants okay. nachos. Okay. Um, so, um, so it, it, the White House has taken itself out of this decision. Right. 
And so the CDC then said today, of course, the the CDC it works at the behest of the executive branch. Right. So the White House could put themselves in this decision, but in an attempt to just hide from the storm, they have let the CDC do it. So the CDC now has ordered the DOJ to appeal this decision, which a, a, a judge in Florida enacted or found, whatever it's called. Right. So, um, so what's wrong with your dog? I don't know what's wrong with this. Can you? Pepper. Oh, do you see something, Pepper? Something she wants something under that. Okay. I don't know. I, I, okay. So, okay. I will watch the Route 66 special for the rest of this podcast. If <laughs> more shit happens here. <clears throat> okay. So you've got a dog who who's fascinated with something under a table. Okay, let me help the dog. Cyril, can you help to see what Pepper wants? Fill for a second. Okay, I was having a conversation, but I will fill for a second instead. (sighs) Whatever happened to Zebra Gum? Remember Zebra Gum from the... Oh, her ball. Good, okay. Okay. Okay, Cyril, can you go downstairs and play with your brother, please? He's already eaten all of the sugar, so there's nothing else for him to eat down there. And the brown sugar, too, so that's gone, too. Our, what's going on, Alice? I'm just getting okay. the cameras back up and okay. moving. Okay, okay let's, let's pretend for a moment that this <laughs> particular episode didn't explode in the tarmac, and let's <clears throat> try again. Okay. I have a lot of stuff for this episode, by the okay, way. Okay, good. Let me know when you're ready to start. <laughs> I'm ready to start. I'm right okay. here. I'm ready to go. Okay, so the CDC is appealing the mask, the travel mask mandate. I think that's really dumb of them. I don't know what you think about it, but it seems to you know, me that going into... I'm for it. No, I mean, like, but from a political standpoint, do you think it's smart for them or not? I think it's just simply cowardly. I mean, you're you're showing discord at the White House. You're right. showing that the ducks are not in a row, and there doesn't seem to be... There seems to be a leadership vacuum where, the, the, for the last year and a half, there's been a leadership vacuum. Right. There's nobody in charge. They're just letting the agencies do what they want to do, basically, in theory. Although, I really, I think if anybody were at home in the administration and anybody were thinking about it, they would tell the CDC not to do this. Like, you're in charge of the CDC. You're the chief executive. Do something about this. Because you're going to send your party into midterms in the year 2022, a year and a half after the pandemic, or sorry, two and a half years after the pandemic started. You're going to send your party into midterms as the party of fighting to keep the masks on on the plane. And like, after the people cheering on the planes, you don't think that that people now have noticed that that it's much nicer to fly without a mask on. I think they've noticed now, and I don't understand like how you go back from this now. Like it was one thing before the dam had broken to sort of continue to keep people on autopilot masking on the planes, but like after everybody's been cheering for the mask mandates ending, like how do you tell them to put them back on now? Right. Like, I well, think that I there's going to be a rebellion about this. I think this is the problem. Mm-hmm. And hang on, let me send this to me. So I can but did it. you see Jen Psaki oh. answering about oh. that? And maybe some of it is because uh, there was the video of people on planes on the plane on one plane taking off their masks. Public polling does not actually show that there is a universal view of people getting rid of masks. That's not actually what public polling shows. No, I think that she is technically right about that. Yeah, there's not a universal view. Right. 
But I think that the polling is simply wrong or was asked in a sloppy way because most people want to take off masks because before the pandemic, nobody ever wore masks. And there's only a small, a thin amount of people who were truly psychotic and who believe that they're protecting you. You have to be a religious, a, a true believer to think that this is something like that doctor we played yesterday, that this is something that's going to result in more deaths or spread of this thing. Well, right. And it's been obvious the whole time that a lot of people don't really believe this in their heart of hearts, that a lot of them, you know, in their private lives or when they're invited to a really cool party, they don't wear their masks, Yes, you know, in, in private. And they just enforce the rules on other people in public because they think it's like the right thing to do. But you're right. It is really interesting because I think that the polls do fall short because people apparently don't really say what they're thinking. Once people started taking off the masks, it was like a, a flood. That's why I said it's like mm -hmm. the dam breaking. It just it, and, and I don't see how you put that water back outside the dam like you can't right. there's no it's not a reversible process like once you lift these restrictions i think it's going to be very very difficult to go back and i think that tr attempting to be the party of those restrictions and attempting to fight for those restrictions in court in a midterm year is really dumb of them i don't i don't think that you want to be that party no but then again alice is it possible that all they've got at this point, remember as as um, as John Silber said to Bill Weld, no, no, Frank Bellotti, um, quoting the great Don Le uh, John um, Bob Dylan, mm -hmm. uh, when you ain't got nothing, you got nothing to lose. Mm -hmm. Is possibly this it? Is that this is just an attempt to circle uh, close ranks around the small bit of the base that they've got. And this is how you do it. This is it. So the closing around the small base that you have, even though it's going to be resoundingly negative to some of the constituencies that you've lost now. So there are going to be some wine moms who've had enough of this crap and were done. So even though they're going to say, well, well, this guy is an idiot, at least it preserves the base a little bit. The true believers, the mask people are good people kind of believers. In the same way, Biden also said, uh, Saki also said today that Biden was going to try to find a way to to commute the sentences or get people out of jail who were in for marijuana crimes. I mean, that is a defund the police policy, right. point, which would be an insane thing to do un unless you just want that activist class, that base to love you at the cost of everybody else because you know everybody else has is, has left. Yeah, but it's interesting because I've seen some of this argument on Twitter, you know, I've seen it like about, for example, the Virginia governor's race saying that um, it, that Youngkin didn't actually win because he uh, mobilized new people that, you know, that people just didn't show up to vote for the Democrat because they weren't excited about the progressive talking points, you know, and this is something that people like AOC will say that, that if you go more woke and more socialist in your talking points, that it gets the activist base excited and then they show up and vote. But the truth is that the turnout in that governor's race was much higher than any mm -hmm. previous Virginia governor's race, which are held in off years, not a presidential year. And, so, and so that, 
that activist base, you know, was activated and out there and engaged and voting in bigger numbers than ever before. Um, Terry McAuliffe got bigger numbers than he had in the past, right? you know, and it, and actually it just really was that the GOP did motivate other people even more than that. So the, the problem is that with that talking point is that it doesn't actually bear out in the numbers that you do actually need to win the independents and the moderates turn it down a little bit or I'm taking it away that you do actually need to win the independents and the moderates in order to win elections that the just activate the base talking points don't actually work well in the, or at least the democrat ones don't actually seem to work well and isn't that another problem here because with that election is you also need those public sector unions you need a teachers union to be or McAuliffe felt he needed to that's why he he declared fealty to the teachers unions right to the to the detriment of the campaign after mm-hmm. parents after parents democrats some of them had dealt with a year and a half of the teachers unions bullying them uh, t- totally t- underservicing their kids shutting down being selfish and then McAuliffe says hey parents by the way the union gets priority in my mind over you just so you know yeah they own so, your kids right, by the way right but but he needs those people to do to be you know because those public sector unions are also campaign workers let's be honest right right yeah so so i kind of feel like that this is this is what biden's doing i think they're saying it really feels to me like it like a a despot's last days as the army adva- approaching army advances and just trying to round up you know yeah i mean you have left you i know, guess get we'll a, find get out a though machine gun belt and throw it over your shoulder and, and fill sandbags and that's it i guess we'll find out but it seems to me that leaning into the strategy that's not working <clears throat> isn't the way that you want to go when it's something as big as the midterms right i, I mean not only glenn youngkin in virginia but the New Jersey governor's race, which wasn't even supposed mm-hmm. to be close, almost got flipped Republican. And I bet if people had realized how close it was in advance and had put a little more energy and money into that race and been a little more motivated to get out and vote, I bet that could have gone the other way. I mean, New Jersey going to a Republican governor, like I know we've had Christie in the past and whatever, but after the division of Trump and these more urban places going so blue over the last few years mm-hmm. and and for New Jersey after all that to almost go to a Republican is that would have been incredible. And so the idea that now you're leaning into all the policies that people said that they didn't like, you're leaning into forced masking on airplanes, you're leaning into teaching radical gender ideology in schools, you're leaning into the bad economy and blaming other people for it. Like literally everything that, I, I, I mean, I can't even... Like back in that Virginia governor's race, there was some inflation, like people were feeling the pinch a little bit, but not even like it is now at all. Right. The economy's so much worse. The, uh, the, 
I mean, like, I don't know what they think they're playing at with this gender stuff in the schools, but it just seems to get more ridiculous and outrageous by the day. The behavior around the libs of TikTok account, which, by the way, we didn't even get that in depth with that yesterday. But like, do you realize that in the original version of that story, she published that woman's real estate license online with her full name and address and then took it out of the story without a correction notice, but it's still in the Internet archives. My goodness, what monsters. And then, by the way, um, also speaking of Internet archives, it came out today that apparently Taylor no, uh, Taylor Lawrence has filed a request with the Internet Wayback Machine, which is an Internet archiving service, mm-hmm. where her Twitter page is excluded from the Wayback Machine Internet archives. Isn't that great? How sinister is that? that so you can't monster. and other archive sites show that she used to have like you know five to ten times as many tweets as she has on her page now what a so sinister she's been monster really, she is. it's incredible so i want to go back to something the sake thing for one second here mm-hmm. on planes on the plane on one plane taking off their masks public polling does not actually show that there is a universal view of people getting rid of masks isn't that right there public polling does not actually show that there's a universal view of getting rid of masks mm-hmm Notice how um, that that statement is so wobbly. Public right. polling does not actually show this universal view. So it, it it almost tells you like public polling does not actually. There's not a universal view in the data, but she qualifies it with universal. So there is some, but we're not sure. And doesn't that give away the reason why they just stepped aside and let other people deal with it? Doesn't show it. Doesn't show it universally. You can see them in the in the in the people in the, disagree the, about this in the cabinet meeting Hard early to in know the day what to do. Saying, saying yeah. So the, the public showing doesn't show that there's a universal view, but there's viral videos. But who knows what other data? So so what do we? I mean, I don't know. Jill wants the president to wear one. Okay, so I guess. We'll do. Aside from people, I guess on Rochelle uh, Walensky, you'll make the decision that you want masking back. Yes, I will. Aside from people on Twitter, I don't know anybody who's like upset about this in real life. I, no, I don't. Um, it is funny though. Jerome Adams, the former Surgeon General, got upset because somebody he tweeted about it. A Delta pilot walked by him in the airport and said, "Take off your mask, man. Breathe free." And he's upset. Why is it that those who so strongly felt that others were imposing their beliefs in unhealth, wellness, and compassion on them feel so free to impose their beliefs on others? Well, I think the masked people, if all they had been doing was going up to people and saying, come on, put on a mask in a joking, friendly way, that (laughs) that there wouldn't have been a problem. Right. This is not a direct order. Yeah, this nobody's is the guy flippantly, forcing like you. informing him. Hey, by the way, you can take it off now. There's no reason to be doing this <laughs> stupid stuff. But imagine they feel so put upon. But every they forced everybody else to wear masks right. for two years. Forced them, as in like you're going to be kicked off the plane and never allowed to fly again if you don't put on this mask and force your two year old to wear it, crying through the whole flight. Like they literally forced everybody to do it for two whole years and then they can't handle the fact that now they're the odd ones out and somebody's like come on take off your mask they can't that's too much for them that that's an oppression that happened to them all right so can we move on to jen saki on the podcast where she gets uh, emotional yeah sure okay here's jen saki talking about the why is she like on a media tour right now by the way 
Why is she going Funny on Funny question, everything? Alice. Why do you think she's on a media tour right now? Because uh, she's about to leave the White House and go to her MSNBC show? That's correct. <laughs> and she's getting emotional and showing real heart. She's a fighter. I want to check out that show on MSNBC. She's using her time at the White House, taxpayer-funded time, to practice for her new gig. And the political herself. games and harsh and cruel uh, attempts at laws or laws that we're seeing in some states like Florida, that is not a reflection of the country moving to oppose LGBTQ plus communities. That is not what we see in data. That is not factual. Uh, and that is not where things stand. This is a political wedge issue and an attempt to win a culture war. And they're doing that in a way that is harsh and cruel uh, to a community of kids, especially. I'm, I'm like going to get emo- uh, I'm going to get emotional about this issue because I just it's horrible. She cares that much. But uh, but, you know, it's it's like kids who are bullied and they, they, like all these leaders are, are taking steps to hurt them and hurt their lives and hurt their families. And you look at some of these laws in these states and it is going after parents who are in loving relationships, who have kids. It's completely outrageous, um, but it is it is a wedge issue. Sorry, I, I'm just, this is an issue that makes me completely crazy. Um, but it is an issue that um, is a political wedge issue. It is not a reflection of where the country is. So it's the kids being bullied? This is not who we are. It's the kids being bullied that's happening. So I, I, I just the way, same way they picture a, a Republican as a dumb... Fat, drunk, drunk, white, racist, boorish, um, moron, anti-Semite, borderline, if not full rapist. They they have this composite in their head. Mm -hmm. And now they've got, in order to keep that composite, to give that composite a target, they've got the kids who are bullied. Bullied because unless we totally... Roll out the trans red carpet for some five-year-old who may not, who may be a tomboy. That somehow he's being bullied. You, you stupid girly, you girl, gay, whatever they're calling the kid. And it, it's just ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. And I found, I looked up. You know where I usually go for my polls, for my studies on this stuff on gender, sex, and sexualities. Frontiers in psychology. Okay. And who, what's the one group that you want to check out here? Transgender identity is associated with bullying involvement among who's the most average kids in the world who represent all kids? Uh, kids from f- 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 Florida? No, Finland. Alice. Finland. Okay. okay. Is that what finishes? Yeah. Okay. Background during adolescence, <clears throat> bullying often has a sexual content. Involvement in bullying as a bully, victim, or both has been associated with a range of negative health outcomes. Transgender youth appear to face elevated rates of bullying compared to their their mainstream peers. However, the involvement of transgender youth as perpetrators of bullying remains unclear in recent literature. But this is about to uh, clear that up. Okay. Both experiences of being bullied and perpetuating bullying were more commonly reported by transgender youth than by cisgender youth. Among transgender youth... All involvement in bullying was more commonly reported by non-binary youth than those identifying with the opposite sex. 
logistic regression revealed that non-binary identity was most strongly associated with the involvement in bullying, followed by the opposite sex identity and cisgender. Transgender identities were also more strongly associated with perpetration of bullying hmm. than subjection to bullying. Conclusion. Transgender identity, especially non-binary identity, is associated with both being bullied and perpetuating, uh, sorry, and perpetrating bullying, even when a range of variables, including the internal stress and involvement in bullying in the opposite role, are taken into account. This <laughs> suggests that bullying during adolescence may serve as a mechanism of maintaining heteronormativity. Normativity. What is it? Heteronormativity. Right. Um, so... Sure, but it's complicated, Jen. And it still goes to show you that this is just, we're running on emotions here. We're running on emotions. First of all, I think bullying, and oh yeah, you know what, here. Speaking listen, of listen. running on emotions, it's incredible, like, the, the mask issue and everything else. So, like, we know somebody who's running for a school committee in Massachusetts, and unfortunately, the town is pretty blue, and she's against like mask mandates and other stuff. So she's been getting uh, yelled at. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Pretty badly on the internet. Oh, I'm sure. This whole time. But one of the people on one of the posts, like one of her supporters put up a post saying that like it's about, you know, parents having a choice and a right to do with their own kids and they want to support somebody for a school committee that supports like parent choices. And this guy, supposedly an adult man, got on there to comment about how he was abused as a kid and nobody reported it and that uh, parents make choices to do terrible things to kids all the time and the schools have to step in and she must support what happened to him as a kid when he was abused and had to yeah, be taken out sense. of his home. So, I mean, like, that's just free association but at that me, point. I'm if you say, But, like, what you're saying about, like, people just being emotional and mm -hmm. saying crazy stuff. Like, Jen Saki, Ron DeSantis isn't bullying any but children. That's like a psychotic stretch. So let me say, let me, uh, this is a, from the Human Rights Campaign. This is a little, it's a little bio of uh, Alexis Abarca. You know her? No. She's a trans woman. So it's a guy who's a woman who... Yep who became a transgender leader, and she looks good, I gotta say. Alice, okay. Wait, have I, does that mean I came out? No. Am I non-binary now? <laughs> no. Uh, but, but anyway, so so this, he was obviously a boy in high school and was badly bullied. 
Mm-hmm. And but listen to this. Here's an example of the bullying. The trans woman. Um, I mainly hit who I was because I didn't want to like disappoint my parents. While I was trying to pretend that I was somebody else on the outside, on the inside, I was crushing myself. I went to an inner city high school. I got bullied, I got hit. The football team especially would push me into locker, throw me into the bathroom. So, obviously, he was different, probably. And mm-hmm. the football team pushed him into lockers, threw him in the bathroom. They, they hit him, whatever. I was a cisgender um, white male. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the football team was an a-hole to me, too. The football team is full of a-holes, in case you <laughs> didn't know. Bullying didn't sprout out of the transgender world. Are you kidding me? High school is full of a-holes. And the, the fact that you get to say, oh, my goodness, I was targeted because it's... Yeah, they'll target you for stuff. They also will protect you for stuff. But they're a-holes. That's why you get out of high school and never look back. High school is full of jerks. Were you mistreated in high school? <laughs> Maybe. Or smeared or whatever? I'm sure, of course you were. Especially especially <laughs> high schools in rich towns. My God. People are... Seriously? It's like the W towns are essentially the date rape towns. Give me a break. But like this whole thing, they're going to get bullied in school in case you don't. First of all, bullying is not allowed in school. So whatever you do to stop bullying, Yeah, just do stop it. the bullying. It's fine. But it also appears, according to my friends in Finland, that some of the bulliers are terminal the trans kids. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. But, I mean, it's like, it's so disingenuous because the whole thing, I mean, it's the same. Every argument the left makes, like you're saying, is coming just from a place of emotion that you have to subscribe to their entire philosophy or you're like this bad and evil person who endorses everything bad that ever happened. Like, oh, you want parents to have a choice whether or not to put a mask on their kid? You must support child abuse. Mm-hmm. Oh, you don't support our entire trans agenda and doing surgeries on young teenagers and giving irreversible hormone treatments to young kids like oh you're bullying children now like everything everything i mean like the gun control argument same thing like if if you think that you know maybe putting everybody in the country on a registry for guns is a bad idea you must have like wanted the newtown connecticut shooting to happen or something right it's like it's the the most absurd disingenuous arguments that you could come up with for any of this stuff because they just take like the most emotional outrageous thing and and frame it like like if you don't subscribe to every policy belief that they have that you that you support everything bad on the earth and you're literally a nazi and an abuser and a racist and every other crazy thing that they can come up with it is interesting too i keep checking in on that story of the two gay dads who mm-hmm. kids were yelled at on the train which absolutely happened so I mean, a guy was kicked off the train. They did call mm-hmm. the Amtrak police and they called the local police there for backup or whatever to come remove this gentleman from the train. Um, and, you know, the one of the dads, the Mr. Viral Twitter thread, posted a link to a BuzzFeed story that was mm-hmm. able to find another eyewitness. And he's like, see, it happened. But what the eyewitness said wasn't exactly about that. What the eyewitness said was that after the gay dads left the train car, the guy continued to go around the train and yell at people and act right. erratic. 
and right. uh, was out of his mind. And then I did find a tiny bit of footage of them talking to the guy on the platform. He wasn't arrested or anything. So whatever happened, it can't have been that dramatic because nothing. He wasn't. Amtrak's talking about not letting him buy Amtrak tickets anymore. But um, the reason why they may not be saying much more about it and they haven't ID'd the guy and stuff is that uh, he appears to be from the blurry footage that I was able to find on one local news station. He appears to be a gentleman of color. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm thinking based on the description that he was continuing to yell at and accost other people on the yeah, train was, it's who, psychotic. who were presumably not gay dads is that he's a person with some probably pretty severe yeah. mental health problems and they're not and i mean this was california i believe so they're not trying to arrest crazy people who yell at passersby for things and get them in serious trouble. So, I mean, I think that's probably what's going to ultimately come of that story is it's just going to fade away into the mists and, cool. you know, I, but I mean, I think the guy yelled at them on the train it, it, from what they're saying and possibly from the fact that he's a black guy. One of the things he was saying was that like they steal black and Asian kids. Like it's possible that this was more about the race of the parents being white and the kids not being white. Um, because some black people do have a problem with interracial adoption. Like, sure. that, that was a thing during the Amy Coney Barrett trial, too. So it's possible it was more like talking points along those lines. We may never know exactly what the guy was saying, but the, them saying that, like, he downloaded talking points from Ron DeSantis and Tucker Carlson and Fox News is just patently not true. <laughs> like, this has nothing to do is. with the don't say gay bill in Florida. And these dads have now been doing a media tour posting pictures of their kid all over twitter like and and pictures of them in every news source talking about how scary it was for them and how their kid now like has nightmares and stuff like i it's it's so absurd and it has and to, to frame it in this way like he part of what he was saying was that it's like the fault of people like jk rowling yes Definitely. Who's like pro gay and like made one of well, her characters no, she gay? Said that women and, are, the women are something. Uh, I mean, it's insanity. It's insanity to like blame J.K. Rowling because some crazy person yelled at you about who knows what. Nope. Probably not nope. even really about being gay, but whatever. It creates an atmosphere, Alice. It gives a permission uh -huh, structure. Yeah. So uh, we're ready, ready for a cat fight. Okay. Huh? Uh, this is Kaylee McEnany about Jen Psaki's crying uh, routine. And gender ideology at kindergarten. I mean, when my daughter goes to school, I don't want her learning about those things, coming home and teaching, being taught things that I then have to She's explain to her. And of all the issues to cry and get upset about, Sean, there's a war in Ukraine. There is bloodshed in our streets, children literally dying on the streets from crime that is totally out of control and rampant. There is COVID, where more Americans have died on Joe Biden's watch than on President Trump's. There is a lot to cry about. Namely, if you want to cry about one issue in this country right now, I think the press secretary should cry about the 62 million children that do not exist, that have been aborted because of Roe v. Wade, a Ooh, heinous, heinous like this, decision in this country that has exterminated about one-fifth of the United States population. <laughs> so if you want to cry, don't cry about forcing sex. I would have gone with the kids who have been so, uh, so destabilized by the COVID nonsense that they're hurting themselves, if not killing themselves. I would have gone with that, Kaylee, but I hear you. Um, uh, do you see the thing with Bill O'Reilly yelling? No. Oh, he yelled at a guy at a ticket counter at an airport. He's right in his face. He's looking at the guy's name tag. 
It is the mm-hmm. least surprising bit of Bill O'Reilly video <laughs> that you'll ever see, but it kind of reminds me of the, that of that uh, generation of of people. My dad could occasionally have a bit of a ter- he was a name oh, tag guy. My, my grandparents were the worst. I like go. I couldn't go to restaurants with them. It oh. was terrible. It was like the most painful experience ever. There was one time that my grandfather decided that the waiter wasn't being fast enough and told him that from now on his new nickname was Speedy. Oh, that's vicious. <laughs> that is vicious. And, yeah, it was uh, a lot to deal with as a kid. So. Oh, Speedy, that's great. <laughs> that is great when they get to the age and they just don't get flip-free. Oh, Man, oh, my, my grandparents are also big on singing together before the meal in the restaurant. In the restaurant? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that is tough. That is tough. Yeah. No, yeah. My dad was not a big guy. I'm much bigger and taller, mm-hmm. you know, just bigger model of human being. Yep. But he was an aggressive dude. Man, he would... Got, to somebody's face, I was, me and Jimmy, my brother, were shocked that he didn't get clocked more, <laughs> or ever that we saw anyway. But uh, oh yeah, yeah, it was best to um, yeah. <laughs> you were not going to get away with much. Uh, it's just that generation where there's no, no. They they had certain demands for service and. Uh, and and if you didn't reach those demands, oh, I remember my dad. One time I went to this. I had been, I had, I was, I had gotten into the bar, the Red Hat in Boston, mm-hmm. underage. I went one time. I had to beg my brother and his friend to like let me tag along, and I got in underage. And either I showed them my license, and they, I used to just give people my real license when I was underage, and hopefully they wouldn't notice. Or mm-hmm. or that was pre the making the underage license vertical. Oh, I guess so. They flipped them so. the other, so they were right. like portrait instead of landscape, so you could tell at a right. glance. I also think they just didn't expect a lot of people to <laughs> just show hand you the, them right. a real license. So anyway, I got in there, and mm-hmm. so I was, um, I was, um, I tipped the hell out of the bartender. So he, so he and they would never ask me for an ID anyway. So I, so my, all my twenty, being twenty, I was, I was that was the bar I could go to, and so I was going to that one, mm-hmm. and I was thrilled. It was, it was great. So the. But I remember my dad going there and ordering a Stinger, which is a drink that he was like really enjoying in 1959 with the fellas. And of course, one hasn't been ordered from the Red Hat since 1959. <laughs> so the bartender, Mike, who was a great bartender, um, makes him a Stinger, and my dad just ripped into the drink. It's not a Stinger, man. You think call that a Stinger? God, where did you learn to do it? Like, oh my God, <laughs> you're gonna destroy everything I built here. You can't do this. But no, he didn't like. Oh, man, the day of the stinger. That was tough. <laughs> All right. Uh, in other news, uh, Netflix is in trouble. Have you seen any of this? Because people are sharing passwords? Well, I mean, I think that I think that the problems go deeper than that. I think that that's a, a convenient way for them to frame it now that there's competition in the streaming market. Because for a long time, they were the only streaming mm. service, essentially. They right? were just on top of the world. I mean, first of all, they were almost dead like 10 years ago, right? Mm-hmm. And, and they then they started producing. Yeah. Then they started producing their own content. Too. House of Cards. Right. So, and that was huge. The idea that you could have places outside of the major movie studios producing like must see television and outside of these like. You know, big 
names like HBO, places mm-hmm. like this, that you could produce things that, w- that people would want to see was incredible, right? And they really changed that game. And, and that... Yeah. Uh, so they created an industry where there wasn't an industry before for streaming services. But and now, unfortunately... You're right. And they... Not only that, but they moved an industry out of the big studios. Right. I mean, they created their own thing. And, and also, they just... They bought up all the, all of everything from the old days. Go ahead. Tell the story, because I don't know much Right. About so... They've been, and for a long time, they didn't really care if you shared passwords. It's been sort of a standard of the service because they were still growing even with password sharing, right? Because eventually it just becomes more convenient when you're an adult and you have your own home. I mean, like, just like people don't share cell phone bills with 10 of their friends to make it cheaper. Like, you eventually just pay your, you just get your own Netflix account when you're an adult because it's just easier to deal with, right? But... You know, now there are so many other places to watch stuff. They have such a smaller share of the content that's being produced, right? It's not like Netflix has everything. Now it's split. You have uh, like Warner Brothers Discovery. You have Disney Plus. You have Hulu. You have Amazon's doing a ton of stuff. You have uh, yeah, Apple. Yeah, I would say Amazon's doing a you ton have of stuff. Apple, Alice. You have Paramount. Alice. What? Mother Road. That's right. I don't think they created that personally. But that's on Amazon Prime, though. Okay, yeah. So, see, you're happy. We haven't had Netflix now since the Cuties scandal. Right. And, and, I mean, like, do you miss it for a second? I don't think so. What what was um, the Tiger King on? That was on Netflix. That was, like, the the last... last, That was pre the... And and the... um, that first documentary about the, about the fire festival that we oh, watched that was, that was on Netflix. That was, that was a, good a good one. There's occasionally things that yeah. you know people will say like you should see this and there like it's not. But I haven't needed. I haven't asked anybody for a Netflix password since giving up Netflix. I haven't needed it really. No. We have plenty of. St- we don't watch that much stuff anyway, no. and there's plenty just, of stuff I watch to watch. Thing. Mother Road. I know. So, um. They, for the first time, have uh, it shown a drop in the number of subscribers. They had a 200,000 person drop in number of subscribers this quarter for mm. the first time in a long time. Uh, the first time it says in more than 10 years, they had a wow. quarter where they lost subscribers. So, and they're projecting they're going to lose 2 million more next quarter. Well, you know what? Drop, um, drop, uh, what is it? Dave, uh, Dave. Dave Chappelle? Uh, yeah, drop Chappelle like the employees want to do. See how Yeah, that does see for how you. the woke people come flock to the platform. But so they have like it's this says 222 million subscribers and that's so they've a, a lot. Big number, yeah. A lot. So losing 200,000 that's like one tenth of 1% of their subscribers. It's not mm-hmm. huge, but they're saying they're going to lose 2 million next quarter, which is 1% of their subscribers. Still not huge, but like that's significant and mm-hmm. the fact that it's 10 times higher than this quarter that's a lot so but they're looking around and they're saying we think there's about 100 million people out there that are watching netflix with somebody else's password mm-hmm. so they're gonna try they've been working on some strategies they've been rolling some out in some other countries to try and see what they can do i'm not sure exactly they're keep playing their cards a little close to their chest on exactly what they're gonna do but i think they're gonna offer you ways to like pay to add more people your account Mm -hmm. so they're gonna try and like give people an easy and like relatively inexpensive way to go legit with the (laughs) uh netflix password sharing but i do think just a lot of people are just not going to do it because i think a lot of people don't need netflix that badly 
Well, yeah, but also it's free is more fun than pay to add more people. Right. They're also talking about potentially adding a um, a free service with ads on it mm-hmm. or a cheaper service with ads on it that you could get if you're price conscious. Right. And there are some of those already in the Amazon Prime, right, where you can get one with ads. Isn't that somewhere already? Yeah, that's an option in Amazon Prime, too. They have that as yeah. a choice. So, like, they have... So, so there. Mm-hmm. this is an interesting cultural thing because I think very young people are... are are um you know teenagers people in their early 20s are sharing passwords because they don't have any money and so it's just easy you know cindy give me your password you have but you Mm -hmm. can use my password i also think that there's something for people late millennials and through my generation and older who spent our our young years pre really pre internet thriving getting hosed by big companies right like you would we uh, we the, paid pay-per-view for movies we called up places on the phone and gave well, a credit yeah, but, card number so we but, could watch no, a movie I mean, one I, time on cable but i mean getting hosed like uh by verizon your verizon long distance bill was a thing uh-huh. at at&t and all these companies you'd be getting hosed you used to have to buy a whole cd for 22 bucks for one song mm-hmm. you know you, you know it, it, it and there's part, and that's why I think, like, when it came along, when people my age saw, I mean, fully ethical people and people with moral compasses, um, maybe a little less so, but that's why when, when Napster came along and Morpheus, people from my generation were cleaning up. And it was not difficult to rationalize how I had paid for this music one way or another. Through the past, through decades and decades and decades, mm-hmm. and maybe there's some of that mentality as well, because I am, as we've discussed, I am a thief, right? Mostly but I also a petty think, thief. but if I could get a bigger haul, then I'd take it. But I also think that even beyond that, there's just a lot of free and inexpensive content out there, and there are other services that yeah. have not cracked down on password sharing, and yeah. that have new and original content. I mean, like. We have Amazon Prime because we have Amazon Prime anyway because we ship stuff to our house constantly and it's super easy. And then we get with that all this subscription to all this other streaming stuff. And I consider that just like a bonus. Like I don't subscribe to Amazon Prime for that. So that's like essentially free to me because I would get Amazon Prime for the shipping anyway. So that's, you know, I consider that like essentially a free subscription and then like and then we do disney plus and there's lots of places now that are offering packages we have our disney plus rolled into our phone bill because they gave it to us free for like a certain amount of time and i just never changed it but it's like not that expensive it's mm-hmm. way cheaper than netflix first of all which has also been slowly ticking up their prices uh, my moles tell me that that disney plus password may have found its way around the uh, universe as a matter of fact <laughs> But but there's there you go like Disney Plus paid for itself when with the get back specials, right? With the Beatles specials, which we thoroughly enjoyed and added to the joy of life, right? So you've got that said, other people may have enjoyed those specials as well without having ordered Disney right. Plus. But I but think it's those were a good people, promotion for Disney Plus. Right. I think, and this is why Netflix allowed password sharing for so long, right? Is because if you are producing content that people want to see, then 
you know, allowing people to peek into the service before they make the mm-hmm. commitment to buy it does allow Kick new guitars, people. like you might do on the old mother Right, road. and without signing up for a free trial where you have to enter all the information. It's just a low-cost way. So it's a, a friend says, oh, check out this thing that was on my account right. here. And then you look into it. And, like, I think the people that we shared the password with to watch the Beatles Get Back special were not people who would have ever thought to subscribe to Disney Plus in a million years. Like, they were just not. uh, They were mostly all over age, like, 60. But, um, so, well, at least 50. Um, But... So, so, you and I gotta get down... uh, We gotta be starting to head down that old mother road soon. What does that mean? uh, That means that I'm not gonna give you the rap sign. Okay, you usually do. But I'm gonna tell you that we need need to be beginning our final descent. (laughs) <laughs> okay. I'll cede to you the floor. You can play the exit music, honey. It's okay. Oh, no, are you sure? You're not done? You, you were still talking. It's okay. Nothing it's more? Fine. Yeah, it's fine. All right. Well, let's head down that mother road. All right. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Wait, is there an email that we should have read that we haven't read? Or I Probably. Keep saying that? Oh, God. We got to do it, Alice. I don't Alice. know. You want me to find an email? I don't know. Do you want me to want to or just... I didn't really have it teed up. I wasn't okay, thinking about it. Okay, let's teed up for tomorrow. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. We will see you tomorrow for episode 499 Ooh. tomorrow. Um, and you can find us, as always, for free at Burn Barrel Pod on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Don't Burn share the password. Podcast. No, but no sharing passwords for any of our stuff. Everybody has to pay <laughs> Patreon and uh, what's it called? Local, locals? Locals. That's right. No password sharing. This is, damn it, be a, have a moral compass like I do. Our listeners are very generous, and I appreciate every single one of them. So, thank you, guys. C'est la vie. Mother Road. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.